2: listening to Flop Culture. This is a podcast all about flops, good and bad, big and small. I'm your host, Fanula. Hope you're well. You look well. You look great. You look well-arrested. I hope that's the case. I really hope you enjoyed last week's episode on True Detective Season 2 with Brian Lloyd. There is a video episode coming for that. Watch this space on the YouTube. That's Fanula J. My camera got stuck on a tripod, hence the delay. We love that. Are you watching True Detective Night Country? Please let me know. I'm dying to talk about it with people. I'm not sure if you saw on social media the response that Nick Pizzolato gave. Uh, he immediately changed his Instagram bio. I think it was his Instagram bio when the show premiered to state that he was not in any way involved with True Detective Night Country, which is, I mean, man-child behaviour, potentially. Yeah, yeah, girls.
0: Um,
2: I'm loving Callie Race. I'm loving Jodie Foster. And sorry, I will say as well, there's a, actually a really good piece in The 42 by Gavin Casey, former guest on Flap Culture. Um, and it's an interview with Callie Race because people who don't know, Callie Race plays Evangeline, inter-detective night country. And... She's actually previously a boxer. She's moved into acting acting in more recent years. It's a very interesting story. So I would really recommend reading that interview. I'll actually leave it uh, in the show notes, a link to read it. This week was very busy. Obviously, lots of awards, lots of chatter around that. So I'm going to leave the news section today. But I will say there is actually, I've got a gorgeous treat for you. There's a separate episode all about the Emmys, a little bit about the Golden Globes, a little bit about the upcoming SAGs and our predictions for that and we also got into the Oscars as well because we had to with my very good friend Owen Keane, former Suckhead's co-host. He's welcome back at any point if they do decide to do a prequel but hopefully they don't because I don't think that would be good. Um, But Owen Keane is back and that will be coming later this week so I hope you enjoy that. We're talking about our previous predictions and who actually won and what's going to come up for Screen Actors Guild, the Jeremy Strong of it all. Yeah, we're going to be talking all about that a little bit later on in the week. So look forward to that. But anyway, from many, many bops to a gargantuan flop. All I can do is say talking about this week's topic. Released in 2004, Mean Girls, directed by Mark Waters and written by Tina Fey, became an instant classic. Its sharp wit, memorable characters, and iconic quotes made it a staple in teen movie history. So why was there even an attempt to recreate history with a sequel, without the original stars or writer? Joining me to discuss Mean Girls 2 is presenter and singer Zainab. Hope you enjoy. (laughs) Zainab, you are so welcome. Flop culture. How are you doing? I'm good.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I have been itching to come on, so I'm so excited to be here.
2: And you picked a great well. Okay, <laughs> even itself is not good, but you know what? It's a flop that I hadn't watched. Timing is perfect. Yes. Obviously, Mean Girls movie musical movie adaptation is out. So we're talking Mean Girls 2. When did you first watch this? I suppose even before that, would you consider yourself a big Mean Girls
1: fan? Oh, huge Huge. Mean Girls fan. So when it came out back in 2004, I was in first year. Okay. So it was like the ultimate watch it at almost every sleepover that we went to. So it was almost on rotation. It was either Mean Girls or Bring It On. Mean Girls, Bring It On, like every time. yeah. Yeah, every time we had a sleepover. So... I'm a huge diehard Mean Girls fan and by the time Mean Girls 2 came out I had left school and I was like eh, I'll have a I'll give it a go like let's see what it's like and I forgot how bad it is. Cause I was like, when you were like, what pop like what flop do you wanna pick? And I was like, oh my god, me and girls too. But I hadn't watched it in like well over ten years. Yeah. So when I revisited, I went, Wow, it's worse than I remember.
2: Wow. <laughs> that is that's a word you could use. Wow. Yeah,
1: wow. Like, you know, it's kind of it's one of those things. Don't mess with a good thing. Mm. Mean Girls, like the original, so, 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 so good. You know, it's a different conversation if we're talking about Mean Girls, the musical, Mean Girls, the adaptation of the musical. Yeah. But I forgot how this has nothing to do with the original story. However, there's elements from the original scattered throughout, which just makes it all the more jarring.
2: Yeah, it's... Look, I can understand why they would want to do a sequel. Obviously, the success of the first, kind of slightly unprecedented. You're talking launching the careers of Rachel McAdams, Lindsay Lohan, Amanda Seyfried. Yes. Incredible comedy. Visually, it's a film that's kind of stood the test of time. Like, there's so many callbacks to it. People are very protective and precious over it, though. And that's what makes a sequel difficult, especially after that much time. And I suppose with this one, you know, Tina Fey's not involved, so... There's a kind of worry there. What's the writing going to be like? Spoiler, not good. (laughs) Um, And also this was kind of a straight DVD made for TV thing. So you automatically have that. It's kind of, it's very kind of sanitized in comparison to Mean Girls 1, which is kind of applauded because of its bite. Do you know what I mean? Yeah.
1: And it's definitely as well, like with the original you know, watching it when I was like, what's it, 12 or 13? There's so many jokes that didn't land until Mm. I was a little bit older. Um, Whereas with this one, you can see, yeah, like you can absolutely see how Tina Fey is not involved. The writing is, as you said, not very good. Um, And then even just the whole thing is such, is very low budget. Like the costumes. Like, do they ask the cast to just go into their wardrobes and drag out lacy leggings and a rara skirt? Like it's so
2: bad. Saying in intro, I literally have written down. No, this intro looks like it was made in MS Paint. <laughs> you know, MS when the, Paint. You know when she's on the, the it's the, her Vespa, but it like drives <gasps> in, and it's like Mean Girls too. I was like, I oh, could have made that in CapCut. You know it's what I mean? So like, it was, it's so bad. But anyway, talk to me about the plot. Like, what what is happening? As you said, it's a, it is a sequel, but it's not involving the characters. From the first being Girls, who are we meeting? What's going on?
1: Okay, so we have Joe, who has moved to the, who has moved to the town. She is always jumping from school to school because her dad, I want to say, is a mechanic for like race cars, NASCAR. Yeah. Thank you. you. I was cars. like, oh, okay, something, um, yeah, something like that. And then it's like her mom has passed away, so it's always just been her and her dad. And she's like. Uh, like very much a tomboy she's kind of like a strong female character and I was like okay I see who we're kind of rolling with here Mm. then she goes into the school there is a girl who is supposed to be like the like poor girl who doesn't have any friends doesn't get any attention she's kind of just there then you've got the plastics who are not very plastic you've got one of the girls um, Hope who is a germaphobe you have Chastity who is uh, supposed to be very dumb who she doesn't actually seem the writing doesn't make her all that dumb she's not Karen yeah dumb but it's also
2: kind of like slut shamey in a way that it's like her name's Chastity but she's shagging everyone in the school she doesn't understand what her name means and it's I was like all right, yeah
1: okay you're like okay this is where we're going and then you've got Mandy who's supposed to be the regime of it who I'm not really buying she's not all that mean like she's they're all wagons to be honest they're 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 kind of wagony
2: yeah they're a bit wagony but in some ways like I don't know Regina had the the kind of humor to her Mm. as well and I suppose with Regina it was like you could understand why people were following her and why she had built the plastics and why the rest of school were afraid of her with these three I'm like you are the three least intimidating people I've ever met in my entire life. fact time. Not, I know they get up to it, they're actively committing crimes and something. in some ways they're way more heinous than the plastic. Yes. But I kind of don't buy it in another sense, you know. I think that's the issue with a lot of these characters. I don't buy a lot of them, especially Joe who's supposed to be this K.D. replacement, except it's not animals, it's cars. Yeah. I found that really irritating as I'm just going to the school being like, you know, everyone's in their clicks, and she's like comparing them to cars. To
1: I was like, boring, I was, boring,
2: like don't force this. You know what I mean? I know,
1: I was watching that and I was like, my ears kind of went, wait, what are we, what are we comparing this to? Like <laughs> we're comparing them to cars. We're comparing them to cars. But then it's one thing that I did like, right. One thing that I'll give them is, you rather than, you know, in the original, she's not dumbing herself down. Like Joe is not dumbing herself down for a guy. She's like, actually they're in essentially woodwork class. What what do they call that again? They call it shop. Yeah, shop. I I was like, "You're in woodwork, You're right? In woodwork, You're in babe. woodwork. Come on, let's call it what it is. Okay, let's call it what it is." And make your clock
2: and
1: shut up. <laughs> I know what was it? They have to build a bird. What's it? A, a bird a house. Yeah. And he's like, "Oh, you can paint it." And I'm like, "Oh, okay." So misogynistic, of mm, course, yeah. immediately. And then she is like, "Um, okay, I can actually build her Whatever she says." But basically, she's just like, "I'm actually." I'm probably better, than, better at this than you. And I was like, oh my God, okay. Okay, maybe it's not as I remembered. Maybe it's not as bad as I remembered. And then it's just downhill from there.
2: Yeah, because she doesn't stay very likeable. Do you no. find that? I know she goes through her own arc of kind of becoming a bit plastic and becoming a bit mean girl mm. herself. But like, I just find, found it very hard to root. For her, especially with the centre plot, we should say. So you mentioned that other character whose name is Abby, played by Jennifer Stone. Yes. People would recognise her from Wizards of Waverly Place. The whole conceit is that she has this... Ri- Abby has this rivalry with Mandy. Mandy kind of hates her because they are both rich, essentially. Right? Yes. But Abby seems to be richer and her parents kind of dote on her because she's an only child mm. and Mandy is, like, threatened by that because all the time when they were growing up it was like... Uh, Abby got better things and then Abby's like boobs came in before Mandy so it's this whole thing so even though they're not even on the same pecking order in school Mandy just fucking hates her right yeah but and then because of this reason Abby doesn't really have many friends in school so Joe kind of sees this all happening whenever and Joe drops Abby home at one point oh yeah sorry thank you Joe meets you, yes. Abby's dad and Abby's dad the actual villain of this movie I think to talking <laughs> about right Free. Abby's yeah. dad is like here my daughter's no friends what can I pay you to be her friend? Because <laughs> Joe really wants to go to this specific College that her mom went to. You mentioned her mom's dead; it's obviously all a lot.
1: Yes, and they don't know if
2: they're going to be able to have the tuition because her dad's fucked up something with a car, so he has to use the money
1: for that. He's and she's like, to "I'm to... To say, sorry, so sorry." Yeah, Joe's
2: like, oh, "Okay, Marley, this is a boring, <laughs> but also I really want to go to college. So yeah, I am going to pretend to be your daughter's friend <gasps> Why, you're going to pay me thousands, thousands of dollars." To pretend to be her friend. Like, stop. So,
1: this... Ha- okay, right. I How did I forget this main part of the story? It's because it happens so short. It happens briefly. And then a manila envelope appears every so often. You go, oh
2: my God, You yeah. do kind of forget that it's, like, ongoing. You kind of forget. Bit, yeah.
1: But I forget that th- her dad is apparently, like, this major salesman who sold, like, what's it called? Kitty, kitty toilet. He's like this- basically,
2: like king of JVC you know, yes. and you know when you're in woodies and you pass those aisles and there's oh my like god a
1: JML
2: JML yes. and they have those which I have bought those mitts that you get for your pet and it's like a love.
1: hand shape oh I love a JML obsessed,
2: or like those those copper pans and they're like these are the best pans you'll ever buy in your life but they're 20 or and you get them in heat oh my
1: god are the machines that get rid of the pilling yes oh, give brilliant. them all to me brilliant. give them all anyway, to me yeah
2: that's why he's so rich he's like king of that like he can sell anything, basically yeah. like he said. So that Joe's like, well oh, that's why he's convinced because he sold me on it, blah blah blah. So that but that
1: He didn't need to do much convincing, no, he, like she at was like, all
2: oh, Yeah <laughs> Yeah Like <laughs> yeah, we'll pretend to be friends with Abby this is morally of but sure. <laughs> like, that plot is kind of running underneath the whole thing, but on top of it, it's more... As Joe's is getting friends with Abby, they just decide to fucking make Mandy's life living hell. Yeah. Which, fair, and but that's when it all kind of gets mixed up, and then Mandy's like, I hate Joe because the lad's all fancier, because she's hot and confident, and, you know, not uh, motivated by internal misogyny. No. Nope. Um, and then seeing her be friends with Abby and not friends with the plastic, she's like, wow! So they're all against each other, and that's when Mandy obviously reveals... it. Uh, Eavesdrops on the plot that's ongoing with herself and Abby. That Abby obviously finds out, devastated. Joe's boyfriend, the sexist guy who suddenly Tyler is his name. Tyler, who people recognise from a former flop that we did, uh, Scream Queens. Oh, is he in that? Yes, the actor's name is Diego. I had it written down. I'll get it in a second, but um, he plays. The main fella in that. If people remember the Senorita Awesome scene, he's the fella, he's the barista. Like, it's great.
1: Oh, okay. Thought he looked familiar.
2: He's very, he's prone to a flop now, I will say. He, that man.
1: He says yes to any script.
2: That man is obsessed with being in really, really, really. Oh, God, he can read. Diego Bonita is his name.
1: Ah, okay, right.
2: So, did you. Could you predict. Okay, so I'll be honest, I had never watched the movie before doing it for this podcast. Okay. And my understanding was that it was, I had a totally actually wrong uh, idea of this. I thought it was that like actually it was the plastics were good in this and they were like having to be normal to go undercover or something. I don't really know. Yeah. So then I watched this and I was like, what? I just couldn't, I actually couldn't fathom these two concurrent Like, it was mad. No,
1: there's just, there's so much, there's so much going on because you're hating all of them at the exact same, the exact same time. The only person that you don't hate is Abby, but you are just kind of like, oh, get a backbone. You're annoying me now. Like, just stop floating along. Like, I think the most irritating thing is just seeing how, like, obviously, fickle everybody kind of is in these movies, but they're all just so very fickle in the way that like when there's this huge reveal like oh my god Joe, like she was lying to you the whole time her Abby's dad was paying for you to be her friend that she's kind of like oh okay okay I forgive you like it's just so it's so quick and I kind of maybe it wasn't because when I watched it I was younger it all seems to be happening in like slower like I don't know slow motion I felt like the first half watching it back the first half felt Incredibly slow. They gave
2: it's, so much time to so many things that they didn't need to give time to. This is an hour and 36 minutes and it feels like it could be fucking Killers of the flower Moon. Fuck you know me. Mean? It feels four days long.
1: It's I was like, so what? long. I was like, when, when does it end? I forgot. When it ends. And just when you're like, okay, fine, Abby forgives her. Okay, right. They find out that man, like, that, you know, uh, she's allowed to kind of play this game they challenge each other to a football
2: game yeah, like a tag football game so it's similar to the first movie in the sense that Jo because she's kind of taken down Mandy and yes. Like she's with Tyler and the people I already kind of admire her because she's cool and whatever she kind of becomes plastic semi-mean girl herself and at this point they're summer, or their dance is happening, but it's also, like, a fundraiser, so it's raising money for, for... a charity. ...the Humane Society. Yes. Stray animals, something to do with animals. Anyway. Yeah. So at that point, she's being voted, like, the prom queen, whatever, spring fling queen, whatever the fuck queen it is, right? Yeah. But then, uh, obviously, it's revealed... Then Mandy reveals the whole plot about being paid to be her friend... Yeah. ...whatever, and everyone's against her, but at that point, all the votes are in. So... So then, Joe's like, okay... Uh, oh, and sorry, then there's this other <laughs> so the many current yes. like, subplot about Aww. the fact that the, uh, Joe is framed for stealing the money yes. raised for the dance for the Humane Society, which for some inexplicable reason is kept in a, a perspex heart just what? in the middle of the fucking school. That's the school's fault. There's not <laughs> enough security, I would say. It, that it's that easy to steal. Anyway, Joe is framed yes. for that theft. So then Joe's like, okay, I didn't do this. And you want to be fucking queen, whatever. I challenge you to a football game and I'll prove that I didn't steal the money. And also, fuck you, you're not going to be queen. And Mandy's like, I don't know why Mandy said yes, first of all. I don't know why she
1: said yes. I don't know why she said yes. And then I also don't know why it was like, okay, you can start recruiting people for your team, even though because of this reveal, uh, sorry, we should say Principal Duval is also in this movie, even though they should just change the whole thing. Anyway, that's the I, don't, story. Know why I don't know why he came back. I don't know
2: why he came can't back either. He not paid that much, like. He surely can't. His script
1: was terrible. It the was... whole
2: part, every time and he appears. He, to be honest, some of his lines are some of the best of the film. Which yeah. says everything. I know, and they were There crazy was one line wavy. I wrote down that I was like, that's kind of funny, and that was it.
1: <laughs> I'm like so curious to see what it was. Did I write down... I'm oh wondering.
2: it's when they talk about um Joe being ex- an exchange student and one of the plastics says what did they exchange her for? Oh I was like that was funny. You know <laughs> what I'm saying that I'm like,
1: yeah we're like <laughs> It's because of a oh. comparison to the other lines that were before it. So yeah. you're like hey um, so basically he expels Joe because he's like okay you've been doing all these shady dealings and you are suspected of theft so yeah. you're out of the school
2: robbing from an animal charity
1: exactly as you would um, and uh, because of that then she's like okay well how like you know I'm st- like you know oh it's on Mandy or whatever and then they're like oh my god you have to get out of the they're- before the match or whatever the game they're in the locker rooms and he's like you have to get out because this is school property and they're like oh my god but like the ground the pitch is not school property and I've gone what was it like a permit or something because it's like a public
2: park or something I was like why are we spending minutes on this mother of fucking Christ like
1: it was unnecessary spend information on
2: Joe's like exposition to be like why is she here you need, you know, so you need to understand she likes cars her dad works on cars they're always moving around she's gone to high school she doesn't <laughs> know how she's going to go you have to take all of that Ooh. in four and a half seconds and then we get a full scene explaining why she actually can be on the school oh my
1: god And despite see, the
2: fact that I was not sitting there questioning why
1: she's in the school. I know, I didn't care. I was like, let's just get on with this game so I can finish this movie. And then even, right, so I have to say, my other half saw what I was watching. Shout out Trev. Shout out Trev, woo! uh, When I was watching this, right? And he was like, what are you watching? He was like, this looks so low budget because the pitch is so, the grass is so burnt, okay? If you watch it back, you can tell that there's there's hardly anyone who got into this, right? They're playing tag rugby. Nobody really cares. I, I mean, tag American football. I kind of glazed over when I was re-watching this because there's like, oh, here's a sorry. They're like, here's another character that's going to be in it for all of three, four seconds that we don't know that we haven't seen before. Oh, here's another person that we don't know and won't see ever again. And they give so much time to these people. And then... They find out during all of this that Mandy's boyfriend actually was the one to who framed Joe frame for
2: stealing money. Yeah, and the they were sh- able to do this because Abby's with this hacker fella in the school
1: who actually. Sorry, can we also have a moment for this guy who's a hacker in the school? They were like, "Oh my god, one day he will." Uh, like when when he will rig the American presidential elections when it's high tech. I was like,
2: I was like, oh my God, write that down. They did say that I was gagged a little bit. I was like, did Mean Girls do predict Donald Trump? Never mind this. Did they just do, yeah. I was, it was the only time where I audibly had any kind of reaction. Oh, I I had to rewind. I was like, huh. Yeah, because he's the, like he's able to find security footage. I don't know. You know, every hacker in every movie is like. There's always one. You know, but, it, but it's like the normal person sits next to them and they're like, "Are you going to be able to do this, Zeke, Zachariah, whatever your name is?" And they're like, mm, "It's going to be pretty hard, but it's not impossible. I just need to hack in the mainframe." I'm in! And then he's able to, he gets all the security footage and able to send it to everyone's phones. Oh my God, sorry, also oh, he insane. got
1: the security footage from the neighbour across the road because they would see that like it wasn't, it was someone snuck into her garage to put the money in there and the neighbor's name is Mr. Winkle. Mr. Winkle. Like, <laughs> Mr. Winkle, okay? Like, why did why do we know? Why do we... We don't need to know yeah. who Mr. Winkle is yet. Yeah. We know who Mr. Winkle is. Also, can I also have a shout out Absolutely. to the character in it who's legally blind?
2: Yeah, what was that about? Why is
1: she... She's just randomly dotted dotted around and then she's like, I'm legally blind and she's there like this. And we're like, why are we make? Why is this...
2: It's this really weird misplaced like attempt a comedy or something yeah. or I, do, I don't know it's so bizarre I'm like it's
1: so unpc. pc is it trying to be funny but then it's also offensive but it's also a waste of time yeah but it's not even
2: like I don't know again that's where Mean Girls succeeded way more in being kind of in pushing the, uh, the envelope in that sense yeah and like you know crossing the line of potentially taste whereas like this it was like I mean could you even call it a bad taste it was just it, like it is but it was also like as you said pointless like, like pointless. what are we doing here
1: and then when she popped in you're kind of like oh my god did I miss something where was she was she really like was she in the background loads, and I just missed out and it's like oh no they've just thrown her in here and they've thrown her in here Yeah, it's so random I'm actually so relieved though that I have you on hand to help me break down the plot of this movie because it is so I'm going to throw it one of my favourite words discombobulated like I don't know what's happening where
2: it's it's a lot. It's 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 a movie. I just it's, don't
1: understand why it's not being spoken about for how bad of a flop it is. Yeah,
2: I think again, it it goes to show how good Mean Girls was. Yeah, it's just it's been everyone is just like we're going to collectively ignore it now, and yeah. no, there never was a sequel.
0: Yeah, actually,
2: okay.
0: you- ready to pop the question.
2: Mentioned the fashion earlier like so this movie came out in 2011 Yeah Do we think it's supposed to be set in 2011 and if so do you think the fashion is reflective of that time because I'm like No I'm like Jesus Christ the naughties and early teenies like I, I'm sure there are things we look back on and be like what the fuck are we all doing Yeah But some of it is Okay I feel like Okay. Can one you I, just describe some of the things that they wear so I know you're saying okay. frilly leggings and stuff
1: but So yes okay so they had the I'm, I love I'm like getting in position for this right yeah. okay so they have the whole rah skirt with like lacy leggings or like you know leggings that come down to your calf right yeah. and that was a staple back in like I want to say 2006 like you'd be going down More to like right? It'd be Well see I feel like it was yeah it was noughties yeah. it was in the noughties also they have like these like what's Coloured uh, hair pieces. Yeah, that's 90s. I do not remember anyone in school going anywhere near that. Like, no, 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 no. No, no, no. That was like back when we were playing with like... Well, actually, was I even playing with Bratz dolls? No, my sister would have been playing with Bratz dolls. That's back in Bratz doll era. Then mm. you've got like, you know, all of the layered necklaces, which I know that we, we do, but it's like, it's like layering necklaces with like tank tops, like that kind of a stuff. Mm. Like it's not... It's not of the time that it's set in. It's not 2011. Mm. And like, I think like, even if it was like, you know, around that time, okay, grand, I'd give them greats. But like, it's so far from it. Like it's so, it's underage. It's like junior disco is what they're wearing plus heels. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? In,
2: when they're supposed to be in high school. Like, when they're supposed, they're supposed to be
1: in high be... school. Like, you know, when we were watching the original Mean Girls, you'd kind of you be looking at it and you'd be going like, these Look like they're in their 20s, but I'm fully going with it. They're in their their teens, that's fine. Whereas these ones looked so young.
2: They looked aged down. I wonder was that because, like, as I said, it was a straight TV and it was for so it was premiered January 23rd, 2011 on ABC Family and then was released on DVD. Okay. So I'm like, did they age it down? to try and get in, like, a younger audience. Mm. And also it goes back to that sanitization thing of, OK, this is for TV. This isn't, like, for a movie where, you're, you know, you're separating the audiences and stuff and it's more selective. This is anyone could be seeing this at any time. I don't... And, like, to be honest, a lot of the cast would have been from... Disney properties as well, so like Megan Martin who plays Jo, she's Tess in Brock.
1: I was thinking I knew her; like,
2: she's got very nice teeth. Don't yeah, that incredible teeth. Yeah, Myra Walsh plays Mandy, and I she was it was wrecking my head; I couldn't figure out her face. Yeah, she's Anna Salise in *Desperate Housewives*. Mina in *Corey in the House*. But I think what I recognized her from yeah. another flop. <laughs> um, can she played can Miss in *The Starving Games*, which was like the spoof of *The Hunger Games*. Oh God. That probably one of the worst films of all time if anyone wants to do that on Flock Country you're more than welcome to oh god uh, that sounds service I mentioned uh, Jennifer Stone playing Abby and then yes. we had uh, Nicole Gayle Anderson who plays Hope one of the plastics she was in Jonas you know the Jonas TV series on Disney Channel yeah. and iconic gymnastic series Make It or Break It I don't know if you ever watched that oh yeah brilliant love oh, it yeah. um, Claire Holt played Chastity who we mentioned who was one of the mermaid girls on H2O yes Claire. that is how
1: I knew her. Claire. Claire or
2: nor. No, no. Or no, no, no.
1: See, and I feel like I was, when I saw the three of them walk in at the start of the movie, I was like, okay, and this is maybe me being stereotypical, but I was like, blonde. Blondie is going to be like the queen bee. Yeah. And then you're like, no, she's, I wanted to see, I wanted to see our mermaid get more more show time. Yeah. Rather than just her down a random corridor smooching whoever. Because I, mean? I think she was
2: funny. I th- She I, was like, funny. It's funny because the Hope character in some ways, because you mentioned like she's a real germaphobe Yeah. The show. It's funny oh, how gosh. much, because there's a bit where they go to a, uh, a party or something. Abby throws this big party yes. on the same night as Mandy's to get people over because Mandy's invite only but Abby's is like everyone can come and obviously she's also in a massive graph. and Hope turns up in a mask and I was like, ugh.
1: I know. It hit differently, didn't it? Yeah, Yeah. there's a
2: joke about like swine flu at the end because (laughs) like it's like she's got over being a germaphobe and then she got swine flu and now she's like never doing anything again and it's like,
1: uh, yeah, uh, yeah. um, That was that was also because you know, as I've said already, that this is like a low budgeter type thing. They put a lot of money into, let's say, more of the disgusting stuff, like Mm. what, like. Um, the of germaphobe. Vomit. There's a lot of vomit and there's like dog poop that like is very like, <sighs> someone spent a lot of time in that, like what's it, on props yeah. to create that and to create the vomit. Like I was like, whoa, oh, okay, because I thought we were getting a glossy movie and then they just throw some vomit yeah. in there.
2: You could just not Detailed. describe this as, glo- but it's not like edgy, it's not edgy, it's not as edgy as Mean Girls it's not as glossy as, as Mean Girls No. One. It's like, yeah, I suppose glossy is the wrong word. It wouldn't no, be... No, but I think I think you're right in the sense that it's not, like... It'd be kind of squeaky clean-ish. Yeah, it's 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 very interesting. I, I always find it interesting when you're talking about these flops to see where the budget was spent. And I think mm. you're so right in that it just, like it clearly wasn't spent in other areas and then maybe they overspent in others. And like, it's glaringly obvious. Yeah. This
1: film. Like surely they must have spent their money on the cars because there was a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, they must have spent it on the big houses and the the poo and yes. the, the vomit.
2: The poo budget was huge. The poo budget was massive. It was out the door. Like,
1: but it was just, it was so bizarre. Also, sorry, can we rewind to um, one of these moments, right? So the stunt crew would have had to help out with this. Right? Where it's supposed to be that Mandy, like, literally stitches up, more or less, um, Joe, because she gets stuck. Her pants get stuck to the Vespa.
2: Do you remember I wasn't, this so, I was like, I wasn't is sure what she, happened. Is she, like, cutting the brakes on the Vespa? Like, because that's like diabolical yeah, that's I, I, evil that's what I at first I was like is
1: that what she's after doing secondly I was like oh is this now a woe is me moment that Joe is doing to be like help me Abby okay now we're now now we're lovely friends could yeah. you help me I thought that maybe it was that and then she's like she scoots up and then she's like I gotta go and then drives through the halls I was like what are we what are we witnessing what are we witnessing so very bizarre I, And but then it was like oh my god Mandy got me and, blah, blah, blah. and I was like but once again, they don't give much time to it, so they kind of just move on. And I think that's when Joe gets her. Um, I think that's when Joe becomes very cool because she was just randomly driving through school on a Vespa. Surely she should have gotten expelled for that first. Yeah,
2: it's all. Yeah. It's bizarre. Apparently, the film was shot in uh, twenty days, and let me tell you, oh, it, looks at it f- does. It looks. Also, f- sorry, what did it get? It got like um, it got it did very well on Rotten Tomatoes. It got thirty percent. People are being very kind. Yeah, that's that's generous. a very generous, uh, ge- very generous recommendation. That is so generous. Yeah, Joe Mitchell had said that um, the the film took. Twenty days. But it makes sense because even if you think back to some of the, you know, the date scene where she saw uh, the date with Tyler, but they don't film any of it. It's just loads of photos of them on the date. I that like, is what? the
1: that is the weirdest so montage sad. photos ever. Because also like the way those pictures are taken, they're very Photoshop. Like they're so edited. Um, What's is it? What's the word that I'm thinking? Air airbrushed. Yeah, they're, they're so like airbrushed in a very strange way. Yeah, I think that's another place where the budget went. Yeah, it was just the biz- most bizarre. And as well, you're kind of not even rooting for either of them. You're like, no. oh, I don't really care if you send up together.
2: Eh. I think you could forgive a lot of the writing if. The characters were were reachable for yeah. that's not English but you get what I mean like yes you could forgive so much if they're really like we so last week we just did True Detective season two and the right yeah. here leaves a lot to be desired mm. but there are some really good performances and look maybe like like I have to I don't know be a bit more forgiving I suppose it's not is it fair to compare True Detective two with Mean Girls <laughs> two probably not <laughs> like these are very young actors in the beginning of their career with, yes you know a silly like tongue in cheek sequel yes. But at the same time, fuck me, it's just... it's, it's Like, Jo, I found borderline unlikable. I think the issue with Mandy is that I found her kind of forgettable. Yeah, same. Like, you kind but of... Jo, I just actively didn't like. I was like... You, like, you got yourself into this. Like, this. the movie would have been way shorter if you just told the dad, no, but like... I know,
1: I know. I don't really... I found, to be honest, I found them all to be incredibly <laughs> irritating. But every so often, I was kind of going, it's not... Because I, like, I was disliking the characters, but then I was also disliking the actors. And I went, it's not their fault. There's only so much you can do with the writing. There's only so much you can do. But then, once I thought that, and then was just, okay, let's focus on the characters at hand. I was like, they're all wagons mm. they're all wagons and even like your one um, we didn't even get to talk about uh, it's paper girl Shona no
2: Quinchin. Quinchin. There we, we go. Did you... Okay, sorry. So, uh,
1: again... She came from the rear. But
2: where did this... <laughs> go? Okay, so she's this other outcast character who beco- and works in the newspaper and is trying to find a big story to, like, break, essentially, and kind of nearly take down Mandy in some way. Again, she is this kind of rivalry with Mandy. Kind of. Yes. It's not. I didn't think it was that obvious where it, her storyline was going, Yes. Right. But she becomes friends with Joan Abbey... And then obviously uh, Mandy gets wind of the plot to be to be a paid for friend essentially. Yeah, goes to. Quinn or Quinn finds out about it as well. Oh yeah, like she Quinn goes to up, tell, she tells, she tells Quinn. Quinn and Quinn breaks the story yeah. on her. And then she
1: comes into school and it's all out there and everybody knows what's happened. And then she's kind of like, hand on hip, like, your one Quinn is now a wagon.
2: Yeah, and it's like, I had to do what I had to do. But then by the end of the movie, she like Mandy has totally fallen off because it's revealed that it's her and the boyfriend, mm. stitched up Joel, whatever, and she's getting community service and stuff, blah, blah, blah. She's totally fallen off the pecking, pecking order. And Quinn has come up and taken over. I was like, Huh? What? Yeah.
1: What? And I know, I know. And now she's got boobs. Now she's got cleavage. Now she's got like... Looking completely different. I was it's... like, who's
2: your one? Who's your one? I know, it was... And then I was just like, <laughs> would the other two have like just gone up? And I know I just, the whole thing is that they're so easily led. But I was just a bit like, What? You're telling me this one who's being perceived as a weirdo for the entire thing is now like running it's... the school essentially?
1: I know. I don't, I don't even know. There was oh hardly goodness. any, there was hardly any time given to her. She's there like scooping up. Sorry, Mandy's dog who is in this no, movie for not that? even very long. Coco Chanel.
2: R.I.P. Coco Chanel. <laughs> that, that dog's dead. <laughs> that dog is dead. Chanel! Where did it go, Dana? Where did it go? There's a whole scene where it's like the dog vomits in a bag. Again, we're getting <gasps> two fun scenes where it's like, the dog vomits in a bag, Mandy's losing the plot. Abby's been feeding it again. It was like, what other time are you feeding it, Abby? You know, it's all these. It's
1: so bizarre that she puts the bag and the dog into a bin and walks away. Honestly, like, what bizarre. is happening? And then I think it's a Quinn or Abby scoops the dog up. Oh my God, it's so bizarre. It's so bizarre. Also, another moment that like is, that irked me, which was supposed to be a good Samaritan situation was when at the end, Joe does Abby's portfolio so she can get into college. What the hell? Yeah. Why did... You don't just put someone's portfolio together like bam, bam, bam. That was great, super easy. Like
2: what? How do you know what she wants represented? It like as her art, like.
1: And I love how it's just like, oh, by the way, Joe did your portfolio. She she entered it. You got into this house. Like what? Joe have
2: time either for all this fucking scheming and shagging Tyler? You know? Oh my
1: god! Like there, it's an it's you know what I have to say right they tried to do so much and I can't believe they managed to squeeze so much into an hour and a half Indeed. yeah like there's so many storylines yeah you could have picked one of these yeah and made a separate movie about yeah. it like give it where's Co- I want to know <laughs> I need to look where up mean where is where's mean goes two and a half, where is, mean two and a half. Coco Chanel. where is Coco Chanel what happened when they went to college did yeah. they go to college did they all get expelled for more I don't know Trials and tribulations that they had turned on each other. and petty theft. Yes. I need to know. Yeah. I need to know. It but you know, weirdly enough, right, it really entertained me for all the wrong reasons. Like I was laughing my head off so many times. Trevor was like, oh, it's obviously good. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. No, babe. So if you want to laugh, if you want to cry at the fact that you wasted an hour 36 <laughs> minutes... You can do both. You can achieve both with this movie.
2: Yeah. It's crazy because there are a lot of good people involved in this. So in terms of the writing team, you have Alison Schroeder, who went on to do, went on to co- co-write Hidden Figures. Stop. Which Hidden Figures? The one about the women for NASA? Yes. Stop. Wrote that with Theodore Melfi, which went on to earn a nomination for, for an Oscar for Best Adapted Screenplay. Okay. So, girls, if you flop really hard with your first movie, just know. <laughs> The next one could get you nominated for an Oscar. You could
1: get nominated for an Oscar. You could have, oh my God, that, oh my God. Okay, that is, you know what? You all, you, we have to start somewhere. We yeah. all have to start somewhere.
2: Now, the other writers, Cliff Ruby and Alana Lasser, seem to be mainly working in children's television. Good okay. for them. Uh, the director, Melanie Myron, uh, did a couple of episodes of the recent uh, Julia TV series. I don't know if you watch any Julia? of that. But Julia Childs, 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 the chef. Oh, it's supposed to be good, I'm watching. Oh, it Julia, well. sorry, I'm thinking of... I'm, a... saying, I'm saying Julia, not Julia Stiles. I'm thinking,
1: you're saying <laughs> Julia Childs and all I'm hearing is Julia Childs from Save the Last Dance. Like, that's oh, I all love. I'm picturing. Someone please make a series about her. Like. Oh um, my God, actually, was there Save the Last Dance too? There probably was. <gasps>
2: please come back and oh my god that. I will
1: oh my god I just <laughs> went oh. that's why I was like wait do I have my opportunity Brilliant. to come back Brilliant. oh my god um, wow wow wow
2: we finish up I'd love to talk about because we're a week having seen yes. uh, the Mean Girls musical adaptation yes. now we went to see it together yes
1: thank you I, for having me girl
2: uh, not at all I, I thought it was good how are you feeling a week later how do you think that worked. What do you reckon? Bop, bop? Okay. Bit of a flop? What? A smidge of, a smid, of... Especially because you have a musical background. I mean, yeah. Right? Just your brain on that. Okay. Genuine.
1: So I went in kind of not knowing what to expect, but hoping that... I knew it was an adaptation of the musical of the movie, right? So I was kind of hoping like, oh, I hope we get... I hope they keep in some of the like main iconic quotes, which, you know, which they did. We've got some of the old costumes that I loved. So I loved it for that. Now... Coming from a musical theatre background, right, I'm well used to just breaking into song for absolutely no apparent reason and being totally fine with that. In this movie, it felt off. Mm. It felt off in a lot of places. Janice Ian gets a lot of songs and she did not need to have a lot of songs. Now, Regina George, I think she had the two... I think she had... was it, I think she, her Regina George kind of song was fantastic. I loved that. She had another song... Um, in a party scene that was brilliant. So there's two songs that Regina does that I loved and the choreography as well in the movie was very good but there was a lot of songs that we could have done without. Yeah. A lot of songs we could have done without. Um, But I did love Renee Rapp as oh, Regina George. I, yes. I found her so sexy. Yeah. Like so sexy, so cool.
2: I think, like, embodying Regina, but also being different enough that it, it, it's not going to warrant a lot of... The people who are going to compare are going to compare, but I'm like, you did your own thing, you put your own stamp yeah. on it, it worked. Yeah, yeah. Like, I,
1: I felt like, yeah, she did a really good way, she did a really good job at, like, giving a nod to what Rachel McAdams has done, but also completely made it her own. And I suppose as well, like, Caddy Harren in it. I liked her, but I did I think I preferred Lindsay more.
2: Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, she I did a good job, but I think some of uh Angore Rice is the actress, I think so, some of her moments were the ones that kind of felt the flattest for me. Yeah. Cuz and it's only at the time I it didn't I didn't find it like offensive obviously watching. Not that I find it offensive now, but like I'm scrolling through my TikTok and like A lot of the TikTok girlies are the people who are very uh, big fans of the musical are watching this very keenly. Yeah. You're seeing that song Stupid in Love come out TikTok a lot and they are rinsing that. Like they're not, they're like, watch
1: it see you know what I when I go to watch musicals I always think of like what song back in the day when I was in university would I have gone oh, I need to bring that to classic yeah. I want to perform that and I think there was only like one or two and Stupid in Love was definitely not one of them Yeah, definitely not one of them even some of like you know I have to give it to them though dancing wise it was very good loved what they did. I also did enjoy the fact that there was always the same three girls that were like behind whoever it was as the like, you know, choir and stuff. But overall, I did I you know what? I did actually I did enjoy it. I still love 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 the original, yeah. but I really I did enjoy watching that and I actually would be really curious to see how they do it on stage. I'd be really curious to actually go yeah, and see, the actual, see the actual musical. Yeah. Every. So if anything it's, you know, made me want to go and buy tickets to that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I like the nod that they did. I love, I'm trying to, like, not give things away, but I just love that we've got Tina Fey back. We've got Principal Duval being a good Principal Duval.
2: Back the getting his, getting his paycheck. Yeah,
1: working hard for that money. Yeah.
2: The, yeah. I'm the same, I think it was good. Not everything worked, but I think fun, not trying to invent, reinvent the wheel. If you don't like new skills, you probably won't like it. Yeah, and you probably won't,
1: yeah. That's I know that, that. I know that in the trailer it doesn't look like it's a musical, but it is a. Yeah. It's a. It's a hard musical. Yeah. It's a proper musical. But yeah, I. I enjoyed. I enjoyed it. Mean Girls too. I
2: enjoyed. it I, I, yeah, yeah. I enjoyed. It. Oh, the so one thing that I can I say about Mean Girls 2 Oh yeah Some of the songs absolutely slapped. Katy Perry Hot and Cold. Oh my God! So yes, that the song. Soundtrack. That song from Iaz that I haven't heard in a very long time. I literally wrote down. Oh my God! Iaz. I wrote down not the Ias song. Next sentence, not the Colored Streaks.
1: I forgot actually I forgot about the soundtrack okay we'll give that to them
2: um, and what was the other they have that uh, Jay Sean song Party like like it's the end of the world Party like like it's 2012 do you remember everyone thought the word was going to end because oh the my yes bizarre
1: I completely forgot about that okay right well will you, I mightn't stream it again but I will stream the no, soundtrack absolutely do oh
2: my god oh sorry I'm just reading back some my other notes why do we yeah. always end up watching weird movies with incestuous sibling characters because the whole yeah, wait, of Tyler why? and Mandy being Yet. there was weird chemistry
1: there I was like I hate this there was very yeah. strange there was, was very weird. strange chemistry and also we don't really find out more about why they're like what happened what happened there Did it, have they lived with each other since they were some, like like quite young I don't know it was giving it was giving me kind of you know bring it on vibes with the sister and that brother yeah. that was also a bit kind of Incestuous feeling. Yeah. But this one though, even more so, because 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 you watched it from the original Mean Girls, you're going, okay, Mandy's going to be pissed off because she's going after Tyler and that's her man. Mm. And then you're like, oh, that's her
2: brother? Oh. That's her stepbrother? That's her stepbrother?
1: Oh, I know, it makes you kind of feel a bit like, oh my God, why was I looking, why was I thinking there was something going on there? Have I just created that? Ew.
2: No, I think, I think nobody knows what's going on in this film and it's all...
1: I know I think it should have I think it should have stayed on a DVD and maybe not gone to streaming services yeah. dare I say it
2: Yeah Oh Zainab, it's been a pleasure where can people see you hear you find out more about you
1: They can check me out on Instagram on Zainab official and also you can listen to me on the Stormy Alarm Clock on FM 4. On you range. can stream us on your radio or on the app Do it as well
2: Do it yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled. Please come back to Save the Last Dance too.
1: I'm 100% going to go home and do my homework immediately.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Zainab, thank you so much for joining me on Flap Culture. Thanks, girl. A huge thanks again to Zainab for joining me. i leave all of her links below if you want to check her out and follow her anywhere. And as she mentioned, you can also hear her every weekday morning on FM 104 Strawberry Alarm Clock. Top the Flaps. Again, this is... We're going at breaking X speed here, but I mean, I don't really know who else I could choose given this week's news. You're a flop, 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 flop. flop. No snap. Star of Stranger Things. <sighs> a lot of sighing this episode. I'm really sorry. He has come out, he's addressed the online backlash to his stance on the ongoing conflict with Israel and Palestine. He conveniently is saying that his thoughts and beliefs. Have so far been misconstrued Noah outside of stranger things if you're not familiar like he was kind of the quote unquote breakout star in one sense in this se- not even in the sense of acting or work but he had kind of amassed this online following of his own particularly on social media he was kind of one of an early adopter of it and he's very young like he's twenty he's meant it's kind of a space where he's meant to be essentially but he said lots of but because of that I think he's a bit very online right. And he's had lots and lots and lots of ongoing online social media drama, some of which I think I've actually covered on this podcast before. We're talking like kind of beef with Doja Cat and like just kind of, I don't know, he's kind of an omnipresent on social media and has this reputation for kind of nearly perpetually sticking his foot in his mouth. You know what I mean? And this is probably the biggest and most recent example of it. So he had kind of... We have to go back to October, obviously, October 7th, following the Hamas attack. And at the time, he gave a very impassioned speech on Instagram in which it's kind of nuts reading back this statement to see what has followed since. But he said... And he's deleted this statement since also. I think it's, a, that it's important to note. As a Jewish American, I am afraid. Afraid for my brothers and sisters in Israel who have been senselessly attacked by Hamas. I'm truly heartbroken to see the brutal murders of innocent children, women and soldiers fighting to defend themselves. I, like others, want peace for both Palestinians and Israelis. Let's stop the rhetoric and choosing sides. I think that sentence is important, right? Let's stop the rhetoric and choosing sides. Instead, we must recognise that we are all on the side of the fight against terrorism. Choose humanity over violence, Right. So again, whatever, kind of interpreted as like a bit weak, essentially. But I think, whatever, I think some people are willing to move past it or like it moved past other people that it wasn't. I think he could have potentially maybe recovered from that or whatever or wouldn't have been really a thing. Where the backlash really grew against him is when uh, there were allegations that he liked a video mocking Palestinian victims in Gaza, first of all. Again, that's alleged. It's very hard to track those things, but it's also very easy to undo a like or undo a repost or stuff like that, whatever, whatever, whatever. The biggest issue has been a clip that emerged showing him with stickers that read, Zionism is sexy, right? And that's where the most kind of strong backlash has been and people have been quite vocal about it and the clip is very like he's laughing he's having a good time I'm not sure he's considering both sides in that clip that's just my personal opinion but anyway so obviously Stranger Things season five the final season it started production but you're seeing a lot of comments and a lot of commentary from fans being like not gonna watch this because of Predominantly, no snap. He's actually not the only cast member that I think is engaging with this. We'll talk about that in a sec. So I don't know. Was it Netflix? I don't know. Was it his management? I don't know. Was it did it actually come from him himself? Someone was in the ear, or potentially not. Or he was like, "Hey, maybe I need to address this because I don't know." And we're still 100 days into this war, and people are continuously dying. And you know what? Maybe, maybe I don't look great. Maybe I shouldn't have said that. So he talked to TikTok. And as I mentioned there, he said, uh, he believes his thoughts and beliefs have been so far misconstrued. He said he just wanted to come on super briefly to discuss everything that's been going on online. I feel like my thoughts and beliefs have been so far misconstrued from anything even close to what I believe. And I wanted to just state from my heart how I feel. I only want peace and safety and security for all innocent people affected by this conflict. I've had so many open discussions with friends from Palestinian background. And I think those are very important conversations to have. And I've learned a lot. One of the takeaways I've had is that we all hope for the same things. That being those innocent people still being held hostage in Gaza to be returned to their families and equally hope for an end to the loss of innocent life in Palestine. So many of those people being women and children and it's horrible to see. (sighs) And I mean, obviously there's a huge issue with looking to celebrities to be your moral compass whatsoever because the fact of the matter is this hero worship of celebrities only results in us being disappointed, angry. A lot of the times that you've people coming out making statements where they just don't know what they're talking about, there's a lack of understanding. Again, I'd like to give this guy grace. He's 20 years old. Was I as politically tuned in at 20 years old? Definitely not. But... Having said that, I just feel like, I don't know, guys. I mean, the stickers or the badges or whatever, that's a lot. You know what I mean? Like, that's a lot. And that's a very strong statement to be making. And to be honest, I do think that is his issue with this social media presence and how strongly he likes to put himself forward on social media. And a part of me just wonders if it's too little too late. Like he's turned off the comments on all the videos now and I'd never, I'm big on, I'm big on forgiveness even towards celebrities, funnily enough. And I'm big on, you know, extending grace to people to learn. But at this point with a conflict that has been so serious and so not taken seriously by so many across the world particularly in the United States, and particularly given he is so influential with regards to young people and holds such a position of power, it's just incredibly disappointing. And this does smack of, oh, actually my career's on the line, so I need to go back to the all sides thing. I need to go back to the Well, I don't think anyone should die. You know what I mean? Whereas previously it had been, you know, Zionism is sexy, which is again... What a statement. Anyway, his co-star, uh Brett Ellman, has come out in support of him. Brett Elman, I mean potentially just his his flea character in real life. Frightening. He has been back and forth over to Israel and is actively acting like a mouthpiece over there and posting just absolute like propaganda on his Instagram page. I really actually don't even recommend looking uh, out of curiosity's sake, right? But he is he's come out and supported Notion app. Uh, he got cornered by a TMZ person and TMZ obviously asked about the social media statement. And uh, Brett said he liked the viral photos of Noah with the stickers reading Zionism is sexy. Agreed with Noah calling out Hamas as a terrorist organization. Uh, he then goes on to say that ever, anyone who's not pro-Israel is consciously or subconsciously being anti-Semitic, which that's... A statement that I personally don't believe is true at all. Now, he has. He did also go on to say that you know uh, there are some issues. There are some issues in Israel, as there are in every country. Uh, says he's not a fan of Benjamin uh, Netanyahu. Okay, but ultimately he supports Israel and Israeli people. And uh, you know, he said knows messages about unity, hope, peace, bread, staunchly against the death of innocent Palestinians. But wonders why those deaths are being blamed on Israel and not Hamas. It's very frustrating. It's incredibly, incredibly, incredibly frustrating how blind some people can be to history that is ongoing, history that is unfolding. And I wonder... I just dread to think in a couple of years when we look back and, again, we're kind of questioning celebrities on this moment or we're questioning anyone on this moment. You'll have kids questioning parents, being like, did you do anything? What did you do? And... Yeah, this is what we have to look back on, you know? It's just, it's it's very scary. And you know what? It's really, really sad. And I mean, again, I'd like to give the grace of forgiveness and I'd like to give Noah in some ways the benefit of the doubt of quote unquote not knowing. I don't know. I just simply don't think that's the case. And I think even, I think even the fact that he's no longer willing to engage on social media and turning the comments off a statement, I'm like, that's a bit telling, isn't it? That's a bit telling. It's all a bit sad, and also on a totally trivial. And I, I fundamentally acknowledge that this is trivial in comparison to what's going on in the grander scale of things. It's put such a dampener on the final season that I was really actually looking forward to seeing a conclusion. And Notion App was such a big part of that show that it's now like, I don't know, am I going to watch it? I don't know. The whole thing feels a bit fucking weird. And, like, then you wonder if him saying this is going to... Ha- are they going to ride around him? And then it's like, is that the true ending of the show? I don't know. It's all... I'd be very... I'm curious. Are you going to watch? Are you going to watch Stranger Things season five? Regardless? Are you over it? I don't know. Flat behaviour it, anyway, that's all I'll say. I mean, if you're not sure... If you weren't... Why weren't you talking to Palestinians before you were making stickers and badges? You know what I mean? I think that's what it comes down to, Ultimately. Ultimately. Flop over. That is it from us. We are Culture underscore pod on social media. I'd love to have you over there. Ratings, I love the five-star ratings. Apple, Spotify, wherever, hit me. I will say we're two reviews away from 250 reviews on Spotify and I cannot look at that number. So if anyone would like to leave a five-star, even a four, you know, whatever. some some a small thing was doesn't work for you, four is enough. That's fine. We can't be greedy in January. You know what I mean? Um, I would appreciate any reviews. And if you leave a five-star review on Apple, I will recommend a pop or flop to you at the end of next week's episode. You just need to leave your nickname. Uh, we're over on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Flop where you can get ad-free episodes, early access. There's a mini sold-up at the minute all about Kim Kardashian Hollywood game. Myself and own recorded an episode on Saltburn. That's coming very soon. And all the usual All the usual good time, good time stuff. And as a reminder, some of the episodes are available to watch on YouTube. We're back next week. I'm very excited. We will be talking about a one and done Netflix series that I'm annoyed with one and done because it ended on a bit of a cliffhanger and I need to know what happens to all those characters. But I won't. I don't think I will anyway, unless another network picks it up. But anyway, I'm very excited for that. This has been Plot Culture, edited as always by Adam Shanahan. Have a great week and I will see you and talk to you really, really soon. Bye.